All right, cool. So it's no problem. So we're going to get it going uh, via telephone. And we are live right now on DJC Radio Global. And we have the one, the only, special Ed. Special Ed. Welcome to the show, brother. Thank you so much. Like I said, once. Peace, peace. I, I appreciate the opportunity. And um, first, I want to start by uh, apologizing for not being able to do the uh, little video thing because, you know, I, I brushed my hair, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. so, so I wanted to at least, you know, represent for the home team. But um, at the end of the day, when I clicked on the app, and, you know, this is just to put this out there for yeah. the tech world. Yo, y'all asking for a lot of permissions to do a lot of things on these apps. Everybody got different apps that y'all want to go up in people stuff. Y'all want to be able to remove, edit, delete, change. That's too much. And that's a lot. That's a little intrusive. So yeah. people, when y'all signing these apps and clicking these buttons, understand what y'all doing and what y'all giving people permission to do on your device. Yeah. You heard? Yeah, man. There's a lot of that going around. Yeah. Crazy. But um, Crazy. I apologize, y'all, you know. I'm here though. Yeah, it's all good. We can hear you loud and clear, and that's all that matters, man. First off, I want to thank you uh, for being on the show once again. And this is 2021, where DJC Radio Global, we are paying homage to the pioneers of hip hop from New York City, and you are definitely one of them, man. So we're going to take it from the beginning, then we're going to come up to what you got currently. All right, brother? Yes, sir. All right. So. Before you became a superstar, um, who who was special ed man? Tell us about you being in New York City. You're from New York, right? Yeah, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I grew up in Flatbush off uh, of Church Avenue and 31st. Um, okay, that's a block off of Nostrand, yeah, and a block off of Jerk Chicken. <laughs> so those are two landmarks in Brooklyn you might be a little familiar with. Yeah, yeah. And then you might tell you, tell you a little bit more about my history. That's what's up. So which high school did you attend? Uh, I went to Erasmus Hall High School for three years. Okay. And then I, and then I uh, went to transferred to Tilden, Samuel okay. J. Tilden, for my last year. And I uh, finished up strong. That's what's up. That's what's up. Now, um, what did you want to be before you became a rapper? I wanted to be an investor. I oh. wanted. I liked real estate, and um, I wanted to be an entrepreneur because I figured if you're gonna go into anything that you enjoy, yeah. you might as well do it from the top tier level. And just, just I like to always look at how uh, something makes money how it monetizes how it quantifies mm. and how what kind of sense it makes for business owners i look at every business and i look at the structure of it and i look at the income potential yeah yeah now you even thought like this at the age of 15 way back then wow well yeah i used to like to look at the uh real estate section in the newspaper because oh, wow. I thought that the uh, properties were fairly reasonable at the time. I was like, damn, that's, that's cheap. But wow. it was a lot of money, theoretically. But yeah. when you look at it now, it's 10 times that. Got you. So for those of you that just tuned in, we have iconic hip-hop legend Special Ed right here on DJ Serial Global. Now, who got you into music? Like, when did you say, wait a minute, I could do that. Let me start putting out my stuff. Uh, my family, I would more so say uh 
I have four older brothers. I was the youngest of five. Okay. So that's really what life was like. And um, they came uh, from Jamaica okay. when I was about four. I was born here in Brooklyn. And, um, you know, it, it, we went from there. But the music, they brought all the music from Jamaica as well as the birth of hip-hop. Yeah. And, um, you know, my pops used to work you know, with the radio station, he had records, and oh, wow. um, you know, just around a lot of music. Yo, you know, big, so big shout to my Caribbean people, man, because people don't realize the uh, the impact that the Caribbeans have on hip hop. You know, Cool Herc was West Indian, uh, uh, tons of famous rappers. Biggie, Biggie uh, Smalls was part of West Indian, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Now, so you are the age of 15 when you started working on your first album, right? Absolutely. Unbelievable, bro. How did you meet Howie T? Because he's the one that uh, produced the album, right? Yeah, Howie T was a prominent producer in Brooklyn, and he lived across the street from my family. Sometimes it's who you know. Yes, yeah. Uh, I grew up kind of uh, watching them. He had a crew called CD3. Yes, yeah. And they used to DJ. They used to make mixtapes, and they used to make records. Yeah. So we used to always keep up with every mixtape that they put out. Nice. And one mixtape just blew my mind how we recreated. And it, it may sound so simple yeah. now, but then as a child, and you're talking about whatever year that was, he recreated the bubble punch beat. And I thought that was so ill because it was the same sounds as the record. And I was like, yo. So I realized what he was what he was a producer. You feel me? Not yeah, just yeah. a DJ. I, all this time growing exactly. up, I'm watching him DJ. Now I'm hearing beats. So then I come to find out that he, he's in more and more into production and he does Chub Rock and mm. Lil Sean and UTFO, The Real Rock Sand and Whistle and Puma, yeah. you know, a whole bunch of people. So I was like, all right, well, that's who I need to go see then because that's where it's happening. So I told Cuzzo that I needed to see Howie, my cousin Jennifer. Mm. And she was like, all right. And she um, brought me over there. Okay. And I started spitting, and um, that's why we're here now. All right, now let's get back to you spitting because you got bars and you had like a little comical, dope ass flow back then. But I know that that was like based on your age, but like your wordplay is amazing. How did you hone that craft? Like, how did you, when did you start rapping or did you start doing poems first and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, that that derived from poetry and understanding poetry and syllable structure, mm. and 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 that's it. That we learned syllable structure and um for for everything, limericks, haiku, haikan, whoopty whoop, and it just showed you how you know language is broken down and lyrical flow and the flow of poetry. So what I did is I took all of that with rap and then combined everything. All right, so now I know there's paperwork involved. How did you sign a contract at the age of 15? 
Well, they have a process for minors okay. where they go through a guardian ad litem through the court system, and then you have to involve your parents. Okay. okay. So, um, you know, they had to do that. That took a whole year. Oh, wow. So, meantime, the record was done. I'm waiting to come out, and I had to wait a year and just watch everybody else come out, knowing that I got an album ready to go. Yes, yes. And your first album was called The Youngest in Charge, right? Yeah, Howie named that album. Got you. Big shout to Howie T. I think he's one of those producers that really don't get shine. But big shout to Howie T. Is he still? Howie gets shine. Howie gets shine, man. He get do. I think that in these days and times, yeah. everyone yeah. is just so um, enthralled in themselves that they don't really often go back too far. Exactly. So they they think you know they praise themselves and their accomplishments and and um you know how he is one of the pioneers exactly you know and 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 the pioneers of the remix Mm. period okay let's just let's just say all that i said all that yeah because i know i had a remix for every record i ever put out Mm. since 88 since 88 so howie t was remixing everything you feel me? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Is he still in the uh, in the uh, states, or is he over in the UK? Nah, how he's here in the United States. Okay, okay. I hope he ain't in the UK. How he highlighted? That's what I heard a couple of years <laughs> back. That's what I heard. But anyway, big shout to Howie. Nah, T. nah, nah. Howie here. Shout to Howie T. Man, right. I'm probably and I'm saying I'm. I gotta go. You know, what I'm saying do a little wander roam the universe. Got you, got you. Now listen, you're 16 years old with the hottest song slash album out in New York City, man. How did you deal with that at such a young age? Like, uh, girls coming at you, uh, you know, people warning you on their songs and just that whole hip-hop thing. How did you even perform in clubs at that age? Well, that was a whole lot of questions, but, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. you know, we're going to start. Yeah, we'll start. I got you. Well, at that age, you know, I just, you just have to have your head on your shoulders, period. Mm. And and I think that my upbringing, um, allowed me to see things in the right perspective and navigate and not, you're not saying I did everything great, the greatest. Yeah. I mean, I probably made plenty of mistakes. You know, I was young and, um, probably equally at fault for a lot of things that occurred, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I wouldn't trade my life for uh, for nothing. I love my life. You gotcha, know? Gotcha. But um, and, and further and further, just um, at the time, just you know, I, I think you just have to really be realistic. A lot of people get caught up in the the money and the mm-hmm. the cars and the jewelry and the things they they uh, the material. You know what I'm saying? And I was already focused on the business. Mm. So for me, so for me, it was just like, yeah, y'all could keep that. I'm looking at this. Big you round of me? applause for that. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Now, um, speaking of the business part of it, we're going to get to that. Uh, you were with Profile, right? Yep, yep. Okay. So how Profile did... Records, that was the same label as Run DMC, yes. Rob Bass, yes. Dana Dane, Sweet T, DJ Quick. Four Righteous Teachers, a bunch of people. Yeah, definitely. So how did that happen? Like, Howie T was the producer. Sweet T. Sweet T. Move the Hustler Trigger. Uh Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my bad. Go ahead. No, no, no. It's all good. Big shout to Sweet T out there in Queens. 
Um, how did that contract come about? Because I know that Howie T is the producer. That you guys got this out. How did you get signed to profile? Well, what happened was Howie introduced me to uh, True Blue Management, okay. and basically they was all homies and they was already doing management. So after we had a few songs recorded. He introduced me to them and said, look, they want to shop the music. And that was the process back then. Yeah. You shop music. So uh, I said, cool. I ain't have nobody to shop it. I got as far as getting Howie to record me. And now I needed to go further. So I thought that was a great idea. And they came back with a deal in no time. It was probably like less than a month. Wow. And it was like, got a deal. It's like, hell yeah, what's up? And when they said Profile Records, the first thing I thought was, Run DMC exactly, and and, and 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 I'm gonna say that um, even though I was, I, I would say they was one of my influences, yeah. but I kind of, I'm I'm more in the Jimmy Spicer, um, you know what I'm saying, Sugar Hill Gang era, prior just prior to Run the DMC, but when they came out, they set the precedent for success. Sure did, sure did, and and, and once I heard that. It was the deal with the same record label that was responsible for the success of Run DMC. That's all I needed to hear. Mm. You feel me? So I said, okay, copy that. Let's go. And then we went through the, the, the year-long proceeding just to get that locked in. Gotcha. But it was worth it. Yeah, definitely. Now, we're, we're going to get back to our profile. But I was watching your Magnificent video earlier, and... You was definitely on some, some, some like smooth shit. Who were your backup dancers? What were their names? The Ziggy Ziggy Crew. That was Prance Low, Kzo, and Romy Rome. Okay. And then Lil Sean was in there. Lil Sean was basically just like my my um my my um support you know what i'm saying i don't yeah. even want to call a hype man yeah hype like, man exactly that's what they call it, 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 it was, yeah yeah he was all he already a man in his own right and had his own hits and all that stuff it was more so like you know i'm going on the road come on the road with me and, and you know building a show i right, come on we gonna get in there and actually mm-hmm. he brought the dancers to me he brought ziggy to me through his cousin Prance Low. So, you know what I'm saying? Big ups to Sean and Prance Low and the whole Ziggy team and all that. But yeah, man, from day one, you know, it's about putting a, a solid show together and going out there because even though I guess it was healthy competition, but we, when you go on the road, you compete yeah. against other acts, so you have to have a show that's, you know, up to par. So I think we put something nice together. It was, it was a nice synergy and uh, we had some nice energy and fun times and made a lot of money, you know? That's what's up. Uh, for those of you that just tuned in, we have special ed on DJC Radio Global. Now, back in those days, I know at like such like a young age, but but it just seems like that you had your head on your shoulders way back then. But did you realize that you were making history or did you think hip hop was just a fad? No, I didn't think it was a fad, but I was really just trying to... Um, get some generational wealth going. You know wow. what I'm saying? I needed to make sure I can get some cribs and invest and do some things to make sure that I would be all right now, like I wow. am now. You feel me? That's a beautiful thing. And you that, had to plan. That. Man, and, and, and I had to come from your upbringing because I know right now 15 to 16-year-olds are thinking about video games and stuff like that, but 
I'm glad that you had him on your shoulders. I don't play no games. I stopped <laughs> all games back in the 80s. I, I Yeah, I ain't really buy no systems, none of that. When I started getting bread, I ain't yeah. wasn't in no like we don't play no games. Wow. Yeah. Man. Wow. Yeah. Nah. Man. None of that. All right. Cool. So now your wit profile. Okay. Yeah. Go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Are you gonna say something? No, no. You could. All right. Good. All right. So you wit profile now, and then you kind of felt like they were fudging some numbers, so you took them to court. Yeah. Well, it ain't felt like man. I can, I could count. So yeah. I'm looking at everything and I'm you. counting. I'm like, okay, well, we missing a couple hundred racks. You understand? So what's yeah. up? So yeah. we went to go sort that out. Nice. You know, go on and on. Business got a little bad again. Yeah. I'm like, yo, we got to sort this out. I, I'm not the type to sit around and wait on, you know, wait on it to rain. Yeah. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what's up. Now, uh, Jay-Z and Snoop Dogg uh, said that uh, Special Ed was their role models, man. Like, how did that feel when you heard that? Or have you ever heard that? Um, I heard Snoop. Snoop told me himself. So oh, okay. shout out to Snoop Dogg. Um, Jay just always been um a solid figure around the way, and I used to always see him coming up in the game. And um, I think that we just have a common respect for one another. And um, I, I I'm I'm you know flattered. I'm yeah, flattered. Yeah, so yeah. shouts to Jay. You know, I, I didn't hear. You know, I don't get to hear everything, unfortunately. I'm not in, you know, I don't even watch TV no more, man. I turned on the TV today for like five seconds. I was eating something. I said, let me see what the TV talking about. So I turned on the TV, man. They talking about the people in Alaska are rushing to get vaccines. Mm. I'm like, you're in fucking Alaska. What are you talking about? What Vaccine from what? Where are you going? It's three people in Alaska. You want to get vaccinated? <laughs> like, nah. Oh, you know, I, I'm sure there's more people in Alaska, but yeah. come on now. Like, yeah. Anyway, Every... I turned that shit off, man. But yeah. what was the question? Uh, nah. Um, <laughs> I was just saying that, uh, you know, Jay-Z, uh, Jay-Z and Snoop. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shout out like to Jay-Z homage. and Snoop, man. And, and um, uh, Bow Wow, Eminem. Yeah, yeah. Um, just everybody, man. It's just been a lot of revelations. And um, I think to be uh, considered and, and just admittedly, openly, you know, it's just enough for me. Dope. I'm good with all of that. As long, you know what I mean? Word is bond to me. So yeah. once I hear the words, I, I'm at peace. And I was so, at peace from the beginning, but that yeah. makes it solid for me. That make it like, oh, word, okay, cool, man. Exactly. I love it. So you let's get to the hottest, hottest song in the club still, because I still put this song in my DJ sets got it made how did this song come about man that was one of the first songs we recorded at Ali's crib so mm. that's how it came about but that's really um just you know a bunch of rhymes you know when back then it was either you battling or you both you bragging or you being funny or you telling a story mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so either way you always trying to be funny but you know, it's, it's one of them type of things. So I got it made was the brag, was was the boastful rapping, um, really the, the the manifestation of success. You know what I'm saying? That's what you want to talk about. And up. when you speak these things into existence, and you got to put it like this, the millions of people or however many that know the song or recited the song or spoke those words into existence mm-hmm. over and over again, 
and achieve success is to show you that you can speak you can speak it into existence and that's what happened Beautiful. and um a lot of people became successful and um rap on a whole was a positive message so everybody rapping the positive yeah. words yeah. spoke things into existence so when they found that out and that that was working is when the agenda changed and the whole, okay, so we got to use this now because this is controlling the minds. Definitely. This is controlling the energy and the output. So, you know, just be careful about how this music is being used. Yeah. That's all I'm saying because it was used in the right way and it worked. And when it's being used in the wrong way, it still works. Yeah, man, it's like a double-edged sword. Now, most people do not know about this part. Tell us about your production credits. You uh, produced some tracks for Biggie and for Tupac and for others, right? Yeah, man. Um, I, d- I do, you know, production is something that was a passion. You know, it kind of still is, but I-, I leave it up to people that want to sit there and kind of vibe out for a while yeah. in the studio. I be making moves and you know taking care of parental issues. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, you know I'm saying, and, and I, ain't, you know, I love the fact that I did not allow my career or being an entertainer affect my parenting, mm. and um, that's important to me because you don't get that time back, yeah, and you don't get the chance to be a parent again. And to do it right a second time. So, you know, and not to say I did everything right, because I could be, uh, uh, you know, I could be a tyrant sometimes because I'm very <laughs> serious about my kids and about life. Gotcha. You know, and sometimes, you know, they may, you know, not even understand how I move, but I know how I move. I move so that they solid. You That's feel what's me? up, man. Big shout. This world is real. Yeah, definitely. Big shout to Serbia on the check in. Big shout to City the Great. Big shout to John Hall, Cage Money. Big shout yeah, to Lady Miz, everybody. Up, yeah, man. City the Great was bigging you up all day. Now, yeah, listen. Certified Nation. That's my artist there, man. Oh, beautiful. And, and that's what I, that, yeah, man. Um, I need that music. Basically, uh, say that again. I need that music so we can support. Oh, absolutely. That ain't yeah, no problem send at that all. To me. That ain't no problem. City got music for, for centuries. You heard? Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Getting back to um, what I was going to ask. Oh, yeah. About Biggie and Tupac. How did you, how did they request for you to do beats for them? Like, how did you even meet them? Okay, well, they didn't request nothing. Okay. I knew both of them. Oh. And more so, I knew Clep with, with Junior Mafia. And Clep um, came to me and was like, yo, Biggie going to put us on. We just got to put, you know, these joints together. So oh. I'm like, all right. No problem, because me and Clet went to school together. We grew up together. Okay. So for me to see one of my people, you know, get on in any way, I'm going to do everything in my power, right? Yeah. So we got busy, did a couple of joints on that. As far as uh, Pac, um, I met him through an acquaintance, you know, one of my, one of the loves of my life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Okay, say no more. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. yeah, anyway, we was introduced to a mutual friend, and okay. uh, we just clicked and started chilling, and 
you know, it was all a family. Back then, rap was a family. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. All, all the artists, even if, I mean, we were all, I guess, competing for sales and money, but we ain't we ain't trip on each other, man. We, we were solid. Like, East Coast, West Coast, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I used to go out there. I remember Dre and Easy and all of them coming out to New York. Like, we was all good. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I think there's always an uncertainty of um, not knowing people or, you know, where they from or this and that. But once we start traveling back and forth and we get to seeing everybody, we all, we all family. You feel me? Yeah, so how did and, you... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, so how did media, you feel... Media created the separation. Let oh, me just say media. That. Okay, gotcha. Media, media created the separation amongst us, period. Hmm. Period. Period. Damn. So that's that. And that's not good, man, because it resulted in death. You know, that's just crazy, man. But, uh, okay, so you did your thing. Now, how was it for you as a young kid in high school with one of the hottest songs? Did you have to get security? Did people start messing with you? What Yo, was that like? I'm the security, man. What are you talking about, I don't bro? know. I'm just asking. You man, security? I'm from, church, I'm from Church Avenue and 31st Street, man. Buck up, buck up. Like, I'm the security, bro, internationally, whatever. We in whatever, wherever. But what I'm saying to you is, for a while, I had a little team. Okay. You know, it was protocol. We had a little whatever team. We yeah. went out, this and that, and the third. But at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? It's how you move. We're not moving around, stunting on people, pulling mm -hmm. out money, slapping them with wads of cash. Like, mm -hmm. that's child's play. You feel me? We out here like grown men doing business, making moves, talking about business. We trying to build with you. We ain't trying to play with you. That's we ain't trying to like, you know, and like disrespect somebody. Why, why would you go somewhere and try to make somebody feel away? You feel me? Yeah. You don't go to somebody's house and you feel me? Make yeah. feel, you know, People just got to learn how to move. That's what it is. And That's if you're not moving up. like a, a a grown man and standing up straight, then you gonna get played. You gonna people gonna play with you when you play. Got you. So now let's yeah. help out some indie artists tuned in because this is an indie artist show. What was like your first investment, and how did you go about doing it? Uh, my first investment was my equipment. Okay. So I had to put money back into the business. My second, well, my first part of that was though I did go and cop two uh, properties. Oh, nice. So I did that, but I got the equipment first because it was a smaller, um, quicker transaction. Okay. You know what I mean? Wow, properties. All right. So properties in New York or like abroad or? Yeah, not nah, Brooklyn. Oh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn That's what's over up. In, uh, yeah, over in Kings Village. I got these little two units over in. Uh, 51st between I and J. That's what's yeah. up. That's what's up. Oh, man. I just left from over there. I was over by the Sheep's Head Bay Bidwood area. So, uh, I miss that Jamaican food, too, man. I miss No Strand and Flatbush, all that, because where I'm at now, they ain't, they ain't nothing. But anyway, for the, for uh, those of you that just tuned in and rocking with Special Ed right here on DJ Serial Global, big shout to everybody in the chat room, man. Yeah, this is really, really, really lovely. I, I really... Love this interview. And 2021, we are bigging up hip-hop pioneers from the New York City area, and Special Ed is on here tonight. Um, tell us what you have out now. And don't you have your own record label? Yeah, well, I've always had semi-records set up so that I could put music out. Okay. Uh, well, right now, what I have out is some features. 
and that's what I've been um, kind of helping out with. And um, one is Stizo, rest in peace. Oh. My um, boy Stizo passed in 2020, oh, sorry to hear that. and he was. Yeah, he was working on a project, and um, we all came together. There's a lot of artists on it to support him yeah. and um, show show love and respect. And um, I got on the track with Stizo and Tash from the Licks, from the Alcoholics. Okay, wow. And um, that's called The Rap Zone. Yeah, the tracks are yeah. dope as hell, Steve. Sound like straight New York City hip-hop. I just absolutely love it. Yeah, that's what that is. That's a whole straight hip hop banger. Yeah, and then yeah. I also have a, a feature with my man Tino uh, from the Bay Area. Okay. I said, yeah, Tito, my man Santino, and um, Dell is on that song as well, and it's called "God Don't Like Ugly." Yes, and it's also a video for that on YouTube. You know, when I was out there one day, like, yo, what's up with the joint? Son, shoot something. <laughs> Like, come on, son. Like, son. Like, yo, son. So it's on there. Beautiful, beautiful. Do you have any advice for the indie artists that are tuned in right now that can help them in, in, in like their career? Yeah, I got some advice. Uh, First of all, make sure that the music you're putting out, you know, somebody likes it. If somebody likes it, then you know, you're good. And I'm not talking about somebody in your immediate household. Mm. I'm talking about somebody that you may not know at all. Okay. Find a few people that you mm. don't know that like it. And then go ahead. But what you need to do now is focus on your promotion and your marketing. And the advantage that you're going to have is that it's all digital now because you're in the new world order. So, Get it together. I'm saying get your marketing and promo together. There's a lot of PR uh, firms that, you know, probably specialize in digital Mm. marketing and promotion, but that's what you're going to need. Because if people people can't see you, they don't know you're there. You're not doing interviews. You're not on podcasts. It's a wrap. You lost. You lost in the sea. Now, these algorithms, like people are trying to share, people are trying to uh, join new social medias, and these algorithms are kind of like blocking them a little bit. What is a good budget for an indie artist to have to give a PR firm? What do you think is reasonable? Well, I, said, I, I, I couldn't uh, make any financial suggestions without receiving compensation. So if anybody out there needs some consultation, I definitely do that. Y'all can holler at me. Uh, send media. You can holler at me at any of my social media. And it's real. You know what I'm saying? I do I do consulting okay. and I do mentoring and things of that nature. And I do philanthropic work. You know, any organizations out there that want to collaborate. I do also... Um, I've started my own nonprofit organization. Oh, nice. Special Ed Arts and Literacy SEAL. So, you know, I'm just doing various things, man. I'm a I'm a serial entrepreneur, That's philanthropist. And ain't nothing wrong with that. Wanna thank you so yeah. much for being on the show. Is there something that we didn't talk about that you want to cover? 
Um, yeah, just uh, think positive and seek the truth. You heard? I heard, brother. And everything mm-hmm. is on earth is here for you. And don't go looking for it. Man can't make nothing for you that ain't here already. All right? So anything you're looking for is already made on earth, in nature. Don't go looking for it in a drug or anything else. Got you, brother. Much respect, and I'm going to play your new joints in a few. I just don't want to play them now because I don't want to get kicked off of Facebook, but we're going to play them because we're live right now on www.thedjcisco radio show on our audio radio station. So we got you covered, and thank you once again for being on the show. Special Ed 